Welcome to episode 15 of the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. Today we talk about emotional triggers. We identify emotional triggers and how they lead you to overeat. We begin to feed your feelings by feeding your soul. And as always, we come away with a doable that will get you more in touch with releasing emotional eating. Let's get started. This is the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast, and I'm Kim McLaughlin, your host. I'm a licensed psychotherapist, inspirational coach, speaker, and best-selling author. I help people feed their souls by putting food in its proper place as nourishment and develop functional ways to manage your lives and manage emotions. Today, we're going in even deeper about emotions. We're talking about emotional triggers. In episode 14, we talked about whether you're an emotional eater or not. And if you have a lot of questions about it, go back to week 14. I'll give you a little bit of ideas to catch you back up to what we talked about or how to develop that understanding about whether you're an emotional eater. I find a lot of people think that they're not emotional eaters until they talk with me about what emotional eating really is and when they when we have that conversation they then see that they actually really do eat for emotional reasons so stay tuned and let's go a little deeper into this let's go back and really determine whether we're emotional eaters and one of the things I want you to do is to think about if you use food to make yourself feel better, are you eating to satisfy emotional needs rather than physical hunger? When we're eating for emotional needs, we're actually not eating for the reasons that our body needs us to eat. And I know that there are lots of other reasons why we eat that really aren't connected to physical hunger. But when we're talking about emotional eating, we're talking about more often than not eating for emotional reasons rather than physical hunger. What we did in episode 14 was we did a little emotional eater quiz. And I wanted to do that again to get you If you've already taken the quiz, get you a little deeper understanding. And if you haven't taken the quiz, get you started in that understanding about whether you're an emotional eater. I have a quiz and I have it linked in the show notes where you can go in and you can get access to that quiz and get it in writing and really delve into it a little bit more. The first question is, do you eat more when you're stressed? Do you eat more when you're stressed? The next question in the quiz is, do you eat when you're not hungry or when you're full? Do you eat to soothe yourself when you feel sad, lonely, bored, or anxious, or any other feeling actually? Do you use food as a reward? Do you regularly eat until you're uncomfortably full? Do you feel like food is your friend? Lastly, do you feel powerless or out of control around food? Granted, these are not all of the questions that we would want to ask to see if you're an emotional eater, but they're really some good starting questions for you to begin to understand and notice if you're an emotional eater yourself. Because if you're eating from emotions, you're not eating for true hunger, and that's going to really make you feel upset about yourself and upset about 
how you treat your body. So when we're talking about being an emotional eater, I think it's also important to start identifying what are the emotional eating triggers? What are the things that lead us to overeat or lead us to eat for emotional reasons? And one of the starting places is that I think we eat a lot of times when for emotions, we're eat because food is comfort. There has been this connection of food as being comforting in various situations, places that you go, the feelings that you have, that we actually can end up reaching for food for comfort. And when we're emotional, when we eat for food for comfort, we then eat for when we're uncomfortable and when we're not feeling good, when we feel sad or when we feel lonely, bored, anxious, overwhelmed, and we get triggered and we want to eat to feel better. The other thing that we do that's, I think, really interesting is that we can be triggered into comforting ourselves for positive emotions, like rewarding ourselves for a goal or a celebration or when we're happy or when we're elated, that we can use food to comfort ourselves. Sometimes actually feeling happy and elated and joy-filled can feel uncomfortable too. And we have a hard time taking those emotions in and really sitting with them. And so we can use food as a way to feel comfortable with positive feelings. Some of the common causes for emotional eatings, I think some of these you probably will resonate with and, and really see how these fit for you. One cause of emotional eating is about stuffing our feelings or keep, trying to keep those feelings down. Eating can be a way to temporarily silence or shut off those uncomfortable emotions like fear and anxiety and sadness and loneliness and resentment and shame. Lots of feelings, right? And we can tend to eat to keep those feelings down. And what happens is when we eat to keep those feelings down, we're really trying to numb those feelings so we don't feel so we don't feel them. And when we don't feel them, we're not working them through and we're not using them as a guidepost or a way to move through the feelings so that we can then feel better and, and actually learn from whatever the feelings are trying to tell us. Another cause of emotional eating can be boredom or feelings of emptiness. And I find actually that happens a lot. Boredom and loneliness are two of the big feelings that I find clients I talk to will will really resonate with why they overeat. And it's really about eating in order to relieve boredom and as a way to fill that void in your life. It can also be when you mindlessly eat and you don't realize what you're doing. I find that happens a lot with people in front of the television where you just sit there and you're eating when the TV's going on and really not noticing that you're eating and end up looking at your plate and saying, oh my gosh, I can't believe I ate all of that. That's crazy. And you're upset with yourself because you've eaten so much and didn't realize you were eating. So you don't stop because you don't notice what's going on. And that's really trying to fill that 
sense of boredom or emptiness. You also can um, use food as a way to occupy your mouth, your mind, your body, your hands, and kind of give yourself a purpose at the moment in order to have something to do that seems like it's productive, but really in the end, when you eat when you're not hungry, when you eat for emotional reasons, you're actually not satisfying that emotion and you're going to end up feeling upset with yourself. Another cause of emotional eating can be a habit. Habits, I think, are really strong in the area of overeating because we can have sense memories or childhood memories or just ideas about food from our past that we were given food in certain situations and so we expect it. This happens when, um, let's say your family has a habit of having ice cream every night while they watch television and while they're Um, sitting together or you go for pizza every Friday night at the end of the week to relax and to put an end to the week. These habits that you had as a child can actually carry over into adulthood. And I'm not saying that having pizza at the end of the week isn't okay. It's fine. But notice why you're having it and how does it fill you up and how does it fulfill you looking at whether it's a habit that we just do just because, or do we want to have a different way of celebrating the end of the week? Or do we want to have a different way of being together at nighttime as a family? When we always have our habits of comfort as being around food, we then always just look for food. And that makes it so we eat to overfull, we eat when we're not hungry, and we use food to take care of ourselves. And that's not what food is meant for. Another cause of emotional eating is social influence. And it can be about getting together with other people about what we do when we're together. When we go out, we eat food. When we go out, we have ice cream. When we go out, we have certain indulgences that are just what we do just because. And we can then tend to overeat in these situations, these social situations, because we're feeling scared or lonely or maybe excited. And we're we're putting food in place of feeling the feelings. Once again, I'm not telling you not to eat ice cream or not to have a coffee or a latte or, or go out, but it's noticing how do you feel and Are you actually hungry in your body or are you feeling feelings? And the feelings then are what we want to take care of in ways other than with food. Another common cause of emotional eating is stress. Stress is the big category of all kinds of feelings. And I think of stress is not one feeling in itself, and that's why I think it feels so overwhelming, is that it's a bunch of feelings all put together, and we just can identify it as stress. And if that's how you identify your feelings, identify it as stress. What I suggest you do is, as you identify the feelings of stress, is then kind of pull out what feelings are going on underneath that whole big category of stress. It could be anxiety, it could be loneliness, it could be bored, it could be overwhelmed, it could be uncomfortable. Lots of 
feelings create stress. And so begin to just pull out what those feelings might be as you're identifying it as stress. But stress can make us feel really hungry, right? We feel like we just have to eat. And we just think we have to eat then. And it's it's very um, supported in our society. And it's not just something that you've made up. We've all kind of decided that we are all going to live in this state of constant stress and constant overload. And when we live in this kind of chaotic, fast-paced world, we tend to then produce more cortisol and we then want to eat because the cortisol is being stressed and then you have that burst of energy and then you can do more. What I'm saying is let's pull back from that and start noticing the stress and noticing what's going on and deal with those feelings. The more uncontrolled stress you have in your life, the more likely you're going to turn to food for emotional relief. What I think we want to do is instead is to feed your feelings by feeding your soul, by feeding that inner knowing inside of you that knows that you want something and it's really not food. The food's just what shows up because it feels good, because it lights up your brain, because it gives you that burst of energy. But really what we're looking at when we have these feelings showing up is we really want to feed our soul, feed our inner self. When we start feeding our soul, we then don't need to take care of ourselves emotionally with food. We then are in total alignment, body, mind, spirit with what we need. If you don't know how to manage your emotions in a way that doesn't involve food, you won't be able to take care of or feel empowered with your eating habits for very long. As we've talked about before, diets fail you because they offer advice about what to do with food, but it leads you then into binging because we have that restriction and the areas that we can't do, what I can't eat this, I can't have that. And that leads us to feel out of control and want to binge. The emotions then take over and lead us into feeling shame and then we want to diet and restrict again. And I want us to get off of that roller coaster or that even that hamster wheel if you start thinking about going round and around and around in that circle. We want to pull out of it. In order to stop emotional eating, you have to find other ways to fulfill yourself emotionally. How are you going to fill up that emotional hole, so to speak, that's calling for you to take care of yourself? It's not enough to just understand that there's a cycle of emotional eating or to understand your triggers. You need to start making some steps and making a plan. I think of this like a wellness plan, and this is really going to be an emotional wellness plan of what do I do to start managing or feel empowered with my feelings. So let's start making a plan for your emotions. Everybody's plan is different. And when you start looking at what am I going to do with these emotions, we got to think individually. I can give you suggestions. I can tell you some things that I do and my strategies, but that's not 
going to work 100% for you. And I want you to identify what are your strategies for your emotions. So let's start thinking about a plan for emotions. One emotion that really gets people over um, overloaded and feeling like they have to overeat is loneliness. That is a huge uh, trigger for overeating. So what are some things that you could do? You could call somebody that you trust, that you know would help make you feel better, would help kind of lead you down the path of feeling better and cheer you up. You could do your... You could do something that connects yourself with others that might be walking outside, being in community. Um, It also could mean spending time with pets. Pets are very, they're solid and help us emotionally with that feeling of loneliness because they're there 100% to give to us. Another feeling you might want to make a plan for, one emotion that might show up for you, is sadness. What might you do? What might be some wellness tools or wellness plan that you might have around sadness? I think that all the things that we talked about with loneliness could help. Talking with a trusted friend, connecting with others, spending some time with pets, Also with sadness, I don't know for you, but I sometimes need a good cry. And if I'm really needing to cry, and it's a physical thing for me sometimes, that feeling of sadness. And what I will do is I'll put on music that makes me think about somebody or make me think about a situation. And crying helps a lot. I just get, I put some music on, I get some Kleenex out and I maybe light a candle, and I just allow myself the opportunity to cry because that helps me feel better when I feel sad. Another plan for an emotion that could come up is anxious. What do you do with anxiety? I think of anxiety as needing something physical. I think of it as getting outside and and being active. So what I do around anxiety is I might run. I love kickboxing. I love something that is physical in that kind of way that gets anxiety out. Um, anxiety also reminds me of of singing, of putting some music on and just singing and and even dancing around the house. Another um, idea for anxiety for me is do some cleaning. When I'm feeling anxious, um, I will often go clean uh, the toilet. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, we're getting ready to go on a on a short trip to some cabins with some friends, and I was feeling a little anxious about getting everything together today before I. I'm doing my podcast and I clean the toilets. I tell you, I am one of my one of my sayings is when all else fails, clean the toilets or do the dishes because you can't help but feel good when the toilets clean or when the dishes are done. So that's one of the things I do when I'm feeling anxious and start thinking about kind of the things that you could do that would be on your list of doables when you're feeling anxious. Another emotion that shows up is tired. What do you do when you're tired? We talked about earlier about the end of the week and we're tired from our full long week and what some people will do is just automatically go out for pizza. 
But what could you do on an ongoing basis throughout the whole week that you're dealing with being tired so that you don't feel at the end of the week that you have to have this really big let go kind of experience, but that you're taking care of yourself throughout the week when you're feeling tired. For tired, one of the things, the first thing I think of is sleep. Am I sleeping enough? Am I getting to sleep early enough? And am I sleeping the full night through? And if you're not, um, check out some things to do to help you get better sleep. I also think of doing something nurturing for myself if I feel tired. That might be um, drinking some hot tea, taking a bath, putting on some essential oils or put a candle on. Those for me are really relaxing. And when I'm tired, they feel really good. And they help me release that tired feeling. Another feeling that can lead us to overeat that I think you should always have a plan for is feeling bored. What do you do when you feel bored? One of the things that kids um, have to learn, or we don't always learn it when we're young, is you'll find that over summer vacation or Kids will often say, I'm bored, I'm bored, what am I going to do? Well, I think we all need to learn what are our strategies when we're bored. And when we're emotional eaters, bored can often lead us to overeating and that unconscious eating. So what can you do for bored? One of the things I like to do is I like to read a good book. I also like when I'm bored, I like to watch something funny. I like a comedy, like a sitcom on television or go to Netflix or go out to the theater and watch a comedy. That really helps with that bored feeling. It kind of makes me feel more enlivened and more in touch with myself. I also think for bored, that's also a call for action that can be something connected to a pastime that you used to do. What did you used to do for fun? And are you still doing it? And if you're if you're doing it, then do it some more. And if you're not, why don't you reinstitute it? The things that can be past times are things like um, knitting or woodwork or what else can we do? Drawing or sewing or painting. Some of these things are things that you might have done a long time ago that you don't do anymore. I think when you're feeling bored, bringing out some things that you like to do from the past can be really settling and it makes you feel more connected to yourself in a way that will lead you off of having to use food to take care of those feelings. Hi everyone, this is Kim and my book is out. Feed Your Soul, Nourish Your Life, A Six-Step System to Peace with Food is live. I recommend you get it. It has all my six components of feeding your soul as well as my own story. Pick it up now. You can find it on my website at feedyoursoulunlimited.com. Thanks. As always in our podcast, we have a doable. I'm constantly telling you each podcast is that we can talk about what you're feeling and how you're managing life and, and how you can have wellness plans and do things differently. But if you don't actually do it, if you don't make a commitment to do it, it's never going to happen. And I like to have a doable at the end of each podcast. Today we had um, those that wellness plan around emotions. What could be a plan for you around emotions? What might you do if you're feeling sad? What might you be do, doing if you feel lonely, if you feel bored, if you feel anxious, if you feel scared? 
and really connect in with yourself about what can be a strategy this week you can use when you have those feelings. I'm not going to say if you have those feelings because I think we all have these feelings throughout the day and there's going to be a feeling that shows up. What could be your wellness plan? What could help you manage that feeling or or be with that feeling and not eat? So this is that way that we're starting to feed our soul, feed ourselves in ways other than with food. I really enjoyed talking with all of you today about these emotional triggers. It is an important concept that we will talk a lot more about as we move forward with these podcasts. I thank you for being on this podcast with me. I look forward to talking with you next week. Please feel free to leave me a message in the the comments and please let your friends know about this podcast. I would love to have as many people as possible listening. Have a great rest of the week. I'll look forward to talking to you next week. Bye everyone. Thank you for joining us on the Feed Your Soul with Kim podcast. We come to you every Monday with fresh new ideas to help you end emotional eating and put food in its proper place as nourishment. Please be sure to subscribe to this podcast and review it and let us know what you think. Thank you for joining us. Um.